Hey, this is Dirk Reviewer from Megadeth, and you're listening to GhostCultMag.com. Welcome back to the Ghost Cult Magazine Podcast. I'm your host, OJ. Stepping in once again is our old pal, Duncan Evans, interviewing Mateo from Caligram. Their new album is out now. Hello and welcome to the Ghost Cult Magazine Podcast. I'm Duncan Evans and today I'm joined by Matteo from Caligram. How's it going? Hi everyone. All good. All good. How are you? Yeah, not too bad at all. Thank you very much. I'm enjoying the sunshine. It's very sunny up here in the north. I don't know. I think you're in the south. I don't know if uh, you've got the sun there. No, I'm in Italy now. And oh. the, the weather's are right. It's not great. Okay. Better, but yeah. Right, right, right. Fantastic. Well, Okay, so firstly, could you sort of introduce yourself and tell us a bit about Caligram and your role within the band? All right, okay. So um singer, the band. The band started in 2011, I guess. 2011, 2012. And there was a lot of uh, lineup changes. Ardo, the drummer, was the singer. And there was a different drummer, different guitarist, different bass player. And then, you know, the band evolved. I joined the band in 2014. Through Gumtree. Wow. As, yeah, yeah. It, it worked. It worked well with that. And yeah, as me, that's as well. Joined with, um, with Gumtree. So this lineup is eight years old now. So I guess it's kind of the the, the, the final lineup. We don't, it's not going to be any any changing right now. So yeah, the, the band is, is, is this. We just do black metal our own way. <laughs> and, and we enjoy bringing chaos and violence to people that listen to us. <laughs> All right. Sounds fun. Well, tell me about doing black metal the wrong way then, because like I've seen a few different descriptions for your genre or style, like a lot of people yeah. bring in the word hardcore, which I'll, I'll be honest, at first I didn't quite get that. And then I, as I listened more to, to your latest records, um, I, I, I did get that more actually. So, so how would you describe the band genre wise? And was it like a, a conscious decision to be a black metal band but do it a bit differently or did it just evolve very naturally? No, it just evolved naturally. What we do is put in blast beats and deep beats one after the other. Yeah. <laughs> and then eventually we ended up, people end up describing us as a black metal band in a way but then they put the hardcore beats in it because they don't really know what we do and we don't know either to be honest. We're not really that uh, fast about having a definition of what we play, we just play what we like and we try to stir things up, mix things up. I can definitely see why people describe us as black metal because we, we do a lot of blast beats and we tend, we tend to have a specific kind of riffing that's very close to the black metal side. But at the same time, in this album, we put a lot of post-metal uh, and very open parts as well. So definition and sticking to definition is not being intention, to be honest. We just don't care. People call us in many different ways. And one funny thing about our band is that whenever we play in a bill, we never fit. Because sometimes we play with black metal bands and we don't fit because you can see black metal fan. I mean, the real black metal fan, they don't really get us. And we play in hardcore, uh, hardcore kids don't really get us either because they, they don't know what they're supposed to do when they're best beats. I'm not supposed to, to march now. What, what do I do? Well, we never fit in. And, and to be honest, it's something that I like about that. I mean, I, I like not being able to fit in. So it kind of give, a, give the bands a personality. And yeah, 
So black man is a hardcore because whatever he wants. Just do last beat and beat and pack it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, I guess you know most of the bands are artists that have that have been really influential, have kind of done their own thing. You know, the ones that just follow someone else or try and fit directly into a specific genre, they don't tend to be the ones that are really that recognized, I guess. So yeah. that's cool. Well, um, look, let's talk about the new album. So this came out a few weeks ago, maybe three weeks ago. It's called Position Momentum out on Prosthetic Records, I believe. Um, so could you tell us about the album and maybe how it differs from your previous work and what you feel you've achieved or how you've progressed with this record? Yeah, so the idea of this album was to write the most uh, violent and chaotic album we ever did. So we didn't really have anything specific in mind when we started writing it. We just wanted to push our boundaries in terms of chaos and darkness. In a sense, we wanted to to explore the black metal side. And, and I think that we did it <laughs> because it sounds way darker and way more uh, sinister than the previous one. In terms of... Uh, you know, lyrics uh, and concept-wise, we didn't even have a concept in mind when we, when we started writing the album. We just wanted to to write something true, you know, if, if you allow me, some yeah. very dark black metal stuff. But then, after I wrote uh, the lyrics in a couple of days, I realized that there was a, a thread that the lyrics were following without even realizing. And that's kind of cool because when you write something, you don't really realize what you're writing. And then at the end, when you have the whole picture, okay, that's what I was talking about this. Yeah. So the concert came out on its own. And it looked like it was uh, a sort of celebration, a celebration of chaos, which is what we wanted to do it at, in the radical space without even knowing. So yeah, let's say this album is a celebration of chaos. It's a musical celebration of chaos and, and, and darkness. Excellent. And it's more, oh yeah, it's more structured than the previous one. Mm-hmm. So I think that as a, as a musician, we became more confident and now we can explore more aspects of music in a better way compared to three years ago. For example, now we got the confidence to to example, to put a trumpet or to explore those open parts, you know, and, and be more creative in, um, I mean, yeah, more creative in order to just throw as many aspects of music as you want. Because when you do that, you need to be confident. Otherwise, you just overdo it or maybe you don't do it properly and become something cheesy. I, you don't want that. So it requires a good level of confidence to, to do what we try to do in this album. And I think we kind of did it in, in, in the right way. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Well, there's a few things in there that I want to just follow up and ask you about. So firstly, I'm going to just dig into the lyrics a bit because I believe that all the lyrics are in Italian. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. So I did put a few through Google Translate, but obviously there's a a bit of a sense of lost in translation sometimes when you do that. So I wondered if you could elaborate a bit more on what the lyrical themes were. And um, yeah, yeah, just tell us what you're, what you're talking about and what, what you're trying to say with your lyrics. So uh, as I said, uh, all the lyrics come from the same place in a way. So it's all about celebrating chaos and, you know, at, at the very core of the lyrics is the idea that you can't reach completeness in life, basically. And that's, 
more title album as well uh, because this used to be something that bothers people so not being able to reach completeness but in the album what we're doing is that okay you can't reach completeness so fuck it just embrace it embrace the imperfection yeah. embrace the chaos embrace the fact that nothing really fits there's so always a missing missing base of puzzle and so the, they, they might look like depressing lyrics but I don't look at them that way I think they're quite positive because beyond beyond all the violets and, and the darkness you can still find some meaning in life I, I mean which is uh, acceptance of those incomplete in, uh, or the fact that life is incomplete and you can't Ever have full uh, completeness of it. So if you if you if you translate the lyrics, it may sound like depressing, but they're not really. And and I think that this is the main difference between these lyrics, this song lyrics, and the one before, because the one before used to be darker. And we were not in a good place mentally as well. So these lyrics and this album in general is darker, is more violent, is more chaotic, but more positive in a way because we as as people feel better now and and you can sort of see that in the in the lyrics and the music as well because as i said before in other interviews if you want to do nasty music you need to be in a good place because if you don't feel good you can't create anything so we felt better this time and we did a better job in being horrible <laughs> yeah, so it sounds like you're talking about this collision of darkness and light, of sort of chaos uh, and positivity. Um, and I guess I can feel that in the actual sound of the music as well. Um, so sometimes you've got this very aggressive, very chaotic, sort of mind-bendingly, um, I don't know, as you say, violent sort of sound, um, very raw sound. But also there's a lot of more experimental um, influences that I can detect. And there's some quite um, refined arrangements and there's some ambient sections and even some classically influenced sections. Um, and like you say, you've got the brass instruments, which so so just firstly, were, were, they, were they real brass instruments? Did you get someone to come in and play the trumpet and stuff? Yeah. Or? Yeah, yeah, fantastic. We were students of our uh, teacher, so right. Yeah, really well. fantastic. And so, in terms of bringing in those more like ambient sections and the the experimental influence, like because you talked about wanting to create chaos, and was there also this desire to create something that was a little bit more calm? Because I think you know some of those interludes they are still dark, but they are much more somber and subdued and calm. Like was that um a, you know a conscious step to break up the aggression? and the sonic violence or again did it just come completely naturally I think that's a bit of both to be honest um, for example as a, as a music fan I don't really like music when it's constantly full on for example grindcore I, I need a break sometimes I can't listen to a full grindcore album because if you always go 100% you kind of lose the power you can lose the intensity because sometimes the, the, the least I get used to, to the, the chaos and eventually everything gets flat. Uh, when we write, we keep that in mind because you need to, to keep the listener entertained. And if you want to do that, you need to give some space sometimes. I'm sorry, you got last bit here, last bit there, and then in between something that calms things down, a, a more open space so people can just you know, chill down again. So when you come back in, when you go full on again, that makes more of an impact. If you do seven minutes of a song and that's blast beat from 
So I go from the, the start to the end, eventually get bored as fuck and, and, and listen, lose interest. And he might not notice what you've done because it's chaos and it's too much to bear. So we, we try to, to put here and there, you know, those post-metal uh, ambient solutions so we can give listener more more time to, you know, readjust and be ready for the next assaults. And, and I think that this is going to be something that we will explore more and more in the, in the future because, as I said, we felt like, we feel like we're getting to the point which we are confident enough to explore those solutions in a, in, a, in a coherent way. And, yeah, but we're definitely going to do that again. It makes sense. It makes the, the heavier parts more meaningful for sure yeah and um yeah it's a very dynamic album and like you say i think those really chaotic intense sections do greatly benefit from having those quieter ambient parts in between so yeah it definitely works um yeah okay well i just wanted to ask you a little bit about the the scene the black metal scene i guess in the uk specifically so there seems to be a bit of a new movement that's been um, emerging over the past few years. So you've got bands like Dawn Raid um, who are sort of bringing in a different type of politics, maybe left-wing anti-fascist politics, which are perhaps more generally associated with punk and hardcore, and bringing that into black metal, which unfortunately has had in the past some associations with far-right ideologies. Um, yeah, and I know you guys are sometimes sort of mentioned in, in the same sentence as bands like Dawn Raid, um, and obviously also on prosthetic records and everything. So how do, how do you feel that the black metal scene is changing, and how do you feel about it? Well, I can see that a lot of great bands right now uh, younger than us, uh, killing it outside. We did a um, festival two days ago. It was the Reaper Festival. And, and on the same bill of us, there was this band called uh, The Sun Journey Through the Night. I didn't know them. And I was mind blown. Like, it was just amazing. One of the best sides I've ever seen. And these guys are young, younger than us. Such an intense black metal and fresh and dynamic. And, and scary as fuck. It, it, it was scary to watch them. So yeah, there's there's a lot of great bands right now in, in, in UK. You mentioned Ray, great bunch of guys. We, we played with them quite a few times and, and I love it. Also, uh, Eat the Mothers. I don't know if you heard about them. Yeah, for sure. I love them. They got a, a screamo vibe to it and beautiful bands. Infernal Sea. So yeah, I think it's quite, it's very alive, the same. And I, I can't really compare to what it was because I wasn't, you know, probably I wasn't in England like 20 years ago. So, but in general, UK feels uh, very alive music-wise. You, you can definitely see the, the difference from where I live, for example, in Italy to, to UK. You can see that music is, is brought to another level. You can see people breathe music, live music. And so, and every, every genre benefits from that. So, yes, Black Metal as well benefits from this, this vibe that you can feel in, in the streets, in the pubs. It's, it's, it's amazing. As a musician, it's the, the best place to live. So, yeah. For sure. So, and how's the reception been then this time around? Like in the context that we've just been talking about of this, you know, the scene being very alive and lots of new bands uh, coming around and lots of festivals and lots of tours and gigs going on. How's the reception been so far for uh, Position Momentum? Uh, reviews are, I think, incredibly good. Like, uh, better than we expected. Um, yeah, people seem to dig it. And especially when we play the songs live, uh, again, people say, oh, this, this is this song even better than the album. 
just something that we always have to deal with. We always sound that's a lie and in, you know, on records. And I don't really complain about that because it would be worse if it was the other way around. If you sound greater record than shit live. So it's all, if I had to pick, I would rather sound better live than on record. And so we always try to, to you know, to, to narrow this gap. Try to, to make the record sound as as similar as possible to to our live uh, performance, and we kind of did with this with this album. And people realized that when they when we play we play the songs live, the new songs live, you, you can see that the reaction is, is different. People are like, "Wow, what's this? This is scary. This is cool." So yeah, people people love that so far. Yeah, is the reception been great? The review has been have been all amazing. So it's been a good it's, like it's been a good month. It's been a good month. We we didn't really play as much as we wanted, but yeah. So so far so far we we, we, we can't we can't complain at all. So I guess I just wanted to follow up on that. With so having not actually seen you live myself, and I, I want to, and even more so now after what you just said. So hopefully I'll get to sometime soon. But those different sections like the ambient sections and where you've got the brass and maybe some more sort of synthetic and infected sounds how do you do those live are you, are you using like guitar effects and things or do you are, the, are those sections a bit different live or how how do you do that in the live context so we do some guitar effects when possible but for example the brass section at the moment we don't we don't play it mm-hmm. but team is exploring new ways of bringing you know more effects on uh, this guitar and pedals. So eventually we get to a point in which we can recreate every single sound that's on record just by using by using the guitars and the pedals and everything because it's important to, you know, if you put something on record, so it's just nice to, to play as well. When we play live, the, the, the most important focus is the performance. We... we Bring chaos. It might not sound exactly as as on records, but if we put something out, if we put we put the the, the the chaos to another level. So it doesn't matter if there's the missing bits here and there because we just cover it with lots of chaos. <laughs> and so far, it worked. The one complaint. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, I think live is all about the energy, isn't it? And um, and I think yeah, as well. Exactly. Yeah, I think personally, it's like I don't actually want a live performance to sound exactly identical to the record because, you, you know, I, I want to hear something a little bit different. Um, otherwise, I could just put it on at home really loud, you know. Um, uh, yeah. So that sounds cool. So hopefully I'll get to see you you guys soon. So I guess that leads me on to have you got any plans coming up then for uh, more shows or more tours or any festivals or anything like that in terms of live? Yeah, in 10 days we're playing in Italy. Uh, Frantic Festival, Rotty Prize, and this mid thing. So it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. And then yeah, we're still managing. Actually, we gonna go on a couple of dates with uh, Implore in November. Right. But looking forward to it. And then again, as next year is gonna be a lot more touring because we're already planning in something in April because. The thing is, in our bands, me and Mount uh, Guitar is working in school, so we can't really tour whenever we want. We need to, you know, work around the um, school holidays. And that's something that's probably been a limitation because sometimes you have to, you know, to, to renounce. But you got amazing opportunities that you can't do it because, ah, uh, so you got to work and get the day off. 
that sucks. But, you know, we tried to work around it and eventually we'll be able to you know, organize a long tour where we can. So Fantastic. Yeah, yeah I, don't know, I think as much as possible. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, brilliant. Yeah, I know that one. Being a musician myself who also works in education, yeah, totally. Uh, feel, feel yeah, it's, it's nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so I wanted to ask about Prosthetic Records. So how has it been? So I believe um, this album and the previous one were both on Prosthetic. Um, how has it been collaborating and working with Prosthetic Records who seem to be just amazing. going from strength to strength? Yeah. Well, amazing, amazing. It's, it's to be honest, <coughs> a great bunch of guys and we can't complain at all. They've been supporting us since uh, the very first day. And I remember when we joined them, it was around, around that time, it was that kind of, Dispute with um, um, what's his name? Ah, I can't remember. There was an English an English band with them, and they had kind of you know there was there was an argument about money. So we was like, okay. oh yes, I remember this. I can't remember exactly what happened now, but I do remember it. Yeah, mm, trying to sound like yeah, yeah. I can't, it was something. Right. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know exactly what was going on, but at that time we were about to join them, so. It's like, okay, so is it going to be okay? Well, but then eventually everything turned out fine. It's, it's, it's amazing. Very professional. And I actually give a shit about you because sometimes you might find a label that just, okay, just produce you and then they just don't care. You can see that they put no effort, but you can see they actually care about us. They, they, they give all the support that we need. And, uh, you know, the, the coverage for the album has been amazing. There's so many interviews and uh, we got feature in magazines. So really, there's nothing bad you can say about them. It's, it's been amazing. And also, I guess from our side, they can't really complain about us because we are like uh, trained dogs. We just do what, what, they, what they tell us. So, <laughs> so we don't really you know, challenge that decision. Okay, that, all right, we do it. It works. It's, it's a relationship that works because both sides are proactive and listen to each other. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm great level, great level. Fantastic. So just talking about the album again then, so Position Momentum. So what sort of editions is that available in? Um, like if you've got vinyl, cassette, CD, or any special yeah, editions? We, we do the whole thing. We did vinyl, we did CD, and we did cassettes as well. Great. Uh, so far, not many people bought the cassettes, but they all look like it's something from a different world. Why is that? Oh, look, it's cassettes. Especially younger kids, and look at it. What, how does it work? What is it supposed to do? What, what, what is this? <laughs> But no, yeah, we try to we put uh, let's say we, we we put a different a different effort compared to the last album. This time we we set our game up. We try to do everything. We have lots of merch and merch is is linked to the album cover. So we try to make things more professional now, and it's paying out. It's paying out right now. Fantastic. Yeah, so we try to have a full uh, range of merch available for people that come to see us. Fantastic. And I guess just to start wrapping things up, so where can people get your music? Is it best to go via your band camp if they want to buy some merch or buy a copy of the album or how can they go about finding that if they've just heard this and gone, this sounds cool, I want to get a new Caligram record? Yeah, band, Bandcamp 100% is, uh, is the main the main website that we use. And we get lots of orders every day from Bandcamp. So yeah, that's the best way to contact us and, and listen to our music and like it, download it. <laughs> Fantastic. All right. Well, it's been fantastic to chat to you and I hope I'm going to be able to catch you guys live sometime soon. Yeah. Um, just remind me, have you got any UK dates coming up um, live-wise? Not at the moment, but there will be some. 
there will be some. At the moment, there's nothing, nothing in place. So watch this space and there'll be some more UK shows yeah. coming up. All right. Well, Matteo, it's been a joy to talk to you. Um, thanks so much uh, for coming and chatting. Thank you, Duncan. All right. Thank you very much. Thank you, everyone. This has been another episode of the Ghost Quote Magazine podcast. Check us out at ghostquotemag.com and follow our socials at Ghost Quote Mag. Until the next time, peace. <laughs>